An entitled worker calls the police on me for wanting to report a theft. A few years ago, before the pandemic, my fiancé and I went out of town to attend an event and booked a hotel room for the week. We went through one of those booking sites and actually got booked in a handicap room and charged extra for it. We immediately went to the manager who informed us that the room was supposed to be unavailable due to somebody passing away about a week ago in that same room. They immediately moved us to another room while giving me her business card and a receipt saying that we would be getting $100 off our stay due to everything that happened. I saved everything in my wallet and we continued with our stay. The day before we left, I ended up severely heat sick and ended up passing out for a few hours. When I woke up, the front door was wide open. The contents of my purse had been strung out everywhere. I panicked and ran towards the door, coming face to face with my fiance, who was concerned. He said that he had gone to get dinner for the two of us and thought that I would be out for a few more hours. So he brought some pain relief and cold drinks to help me feel better. He was upset because he had seen someone leave our room and thought that I had let someone in until I explained that I had just barely gotten up myself. We ended up fighting for a little bit, especially since he didn't believe me until I showed him my purse, which was spilled all over the room. By that point, he felt bad and helped me clean up, and we called the manager to report what happened. Outside of the $50 I keep in my purse, the only thing missing was the receipt from the manager that explained that we got $100 off of our stay at checkout. I explained this to the manager, and she said that she had to put a note in the account and would be in the office the following morning at 8 o'clock, which is when we needed to leave to go meet up with family when we got home. My fiance and I were both scared and didn't really sleep that night. When I got up the following morning, we went down to the office at exactly 8 o'clock to check out and found an entitled young employee standing at the desk. This kid was probably a freshman in college, if not in high school. And as soon as I wanted to check out, this kid started acting like an entitled brat. He says, what do you want? I politely asked for the manager by name, and then he said, well, they're not here. What do you want? I was confused why this kid was acting the way he was, but I also wanted to get checked out. So I asked him, do you know when she'll be back? He says, probably in a few hours. Now either get out or tell me what you want. At this point, I went outside and told my fiance everything. He said that since we should have had the note on our room stating that we got $100 at checkout, I should just proceed to check out despite how annoying this kid was. So I went back in and he had an even worse attitude. What do you want? I said, uh, I want to check out, please. The kid rolled his eyes at me, which was already setting me off and says, what room? I proceed with checkout, but the kid was acting pretty weird. He asked me about the note on my account stating I was to be refunded $100. And I made the mistake of mentioning the break in the day before and how 50 more dollars was taken out of my purse and about how the note from the manager was also stolen. The kid immediately grew defensive and stated that despite what the manager said, that $100 was going towards paying for damages, and that I owed even more upfront with the cash for the damages. For context, the original room we were given had a sink that fell out of the wall. The manager even mentioned that it was not our fault, and that's why they gave us another room, aside from the person who had passed away in that room earlier. I don't know about you, but this struck me as really odd. So I told him that I wanted to talk to the manager, who had been my primary 
contact through all of this. He got mad and started yelling at me to either pay up or get out or just leave and forget about it. I decided to go with the second option and sat down in the front lobby while my fiance finished loading up the car. That's when I remembered that I had the manager's card with her phone number in case of an emergency. I started to dial the number for the manager when the kid came out and started screaming at me to give him the card and to just leave. His odd behavior had me even more confused as he was actively trying to take this card from my hand while screaming in my face. When I didn't give him the card, he screamed that he was calling the police and stormed off like a toddler. My fiance caught the tail end of the conversation and brought it to my attention that we were late enough. So we got in the vehicle and left passing the manager as she pulled into the parking lot as we left. I got a call within a few minutes and I explained to her everything that happened. She thought it was weird as well, but the conversation got cut off when she announced that the police had arrived along with a small gathering of people. She promised she would call me back and hung up the phone. When she called back, I was shocked. As it turned out, the kid never called the cops, but one of the other guests did. Apparently, their room, along with several other rooms, had been broken into the day before and earlier that morning. Someone's vehicle was even stolen as a result, and everyone who had gathered around had called the police to report it. What made it even worse was the fact that while the kid was yelling at people the same way he was yelling at me, a pair of keys fell out of his pocket and were automatically identified as the missing keys of other guests. It turns out this kid was working with a bunch of his friends to try and steal from guests and sell their stuff to get money for anything they could. When the cops and the manager confronted the kid about it, he pitched a fit and tried to play innocent and told the cops to arrest the guests gathering for harassing him. In the end, the kid was arrested and the guests were pressing charges. I was asked if I wanted to press charges as well, but I told her no and just stated that I wanted everything cleared up with a check made out to me. I got the money back and I got a call a few weeks later about how the kid at the front desk wanted to press charges on me and had come to the hotel demanding my contact information, but nothing happened from there. I still couldn't believe the fact that some kid turned into a total Karen when he almost got discovered as a complete thief. This story went from like 1 to 100. This went in a direction I did not expect. The kid at the front desk was the one that stole everything from these people, and he ended up getting arrested and charged with theft at the end of it. I mean, that's crazy overall. It begs the question of how long this kid's been doing this. If there's one thing I learned from customer service or anything even close to that, the angrier somebody is and the more frustrated they are, the more of a clue it is that they might be doing something nefarious, both on the customer side as well as the employee side. It's not always the case, so don't get me wrong here, but the way this kid was acting where he was getting up in this lady's face, screaming at her because he wanted to get the manager's phone number away from her, and then just acting incredibly unprofessional to a degree that is completely inappropriate, was such a telling sign that something was wrong. And I can't believe that the original poster didn't want to press charges. That is crazy to me. That would have been the first thing I did against this kid. There's no way I would let him get away with that. I'm really glad they got their money back and I'm really glad that things got worked out. But if there is a lesson learned, you just gotta be careful when you go to a hotel because you never know who could try and break in and steal your stuff. Am I the jerk for ghosting my dad and completely blocking him out of my life for seven years? My relationship with my dad has always been rocky. My dad 
dad and my mom split up when I was nine years old, and she had custody of my brother and I most of the time. I won't get into the family dynamics, but almost seven years ago, I cut my dad out of my life. We had a really bad relationship, and it was severely impacting my ability to function, especially with having him in my life at that time in the way that he was. In retrospect, he and I both had things to work on, but we honestly wouldn't be able to do that without some kind of space between us. A few years after that, my little brother left the house when he was 14 to go live with him. I didn't keep in contact with him after that. Three years ago in December, I pulled into the parking lot of a theater. I was going to see one of the new Star Wars movies that had just come out. I decided to call my dad randomly after realizing that there wasn't going to be the right time to resume communication with him. I mean, it has been seven years. I mean, come on. I didn't even know if he wanted to hear from me after all that time. Well, he did pick up, and we had a great conversation for maybe 20 minutes before agreeing to get coffee on the week of Christmas. I was happy. I was going to start building a relationship back up with him, and it seemed from that phone call that we found ourselves in a better place than we were at when we parted. Four days later, I texted him thanking him for letting me talk to him and letting him know that I'll text him again to set up a time and a place for coffee. I got absolutely no reply. The day after that, I ask if we are still on for coffee and I throw out a place and a time to ask if that works for him and still no reply. A day after that, I tried calling him and got no response. So I figured that he had put on a smiling face to talk to me during our phone call the week before, but that he wasn't over the fact that I had cut him off all those years ago. Thinking I had been given the cold shoulder, the last text I sent him that year was on Christmas Day, and it read, Merry Christmas, Dad. Maybe we'll talk again someday. Until then, live well. This affected me more than I was willing to admit to myself for the next year. I smoked more to deal with the stress and would break down rarely, and I didn't handle it in a healthy way at all. Fast forward to December of 2020, almost a year since the last text I sent him. I sent him another text telling him that I hoped he, my brother, and any loved ones that were with him were in good health and that they were happy. Then, in April 2021, I sent him a long text letting him know that I knew he probably didn't want to hear from me, but I wanted to talk to him again and telling him that I missed him. Yesterday, I tried calling him again. Nothing. Then I sent him a link to my live stream of my college graduation happening in six days and told him that I loved him. Still nothing, but I had grown to expect this by now. Then I had the bright idea of checking his contact page on my phone to see if I had the wrong number or if something weird had been happening that made my text not get to him. I had forgotten that I blocked his number when I was 16, which came back to me when I saw it on my contact page. I was in shock. I undid the block and texted him asking if he could see my texts, and I got the first communication from my dad that I had seen in years. We just got off FaceTime, where we had an awesome conversation to reconnect. It turns out he could see my text the whole time, but thought I would ignore his replies. I told him what happened, and he understood and forgave me without reservation. I felt so bad about my mistake, and probably will for the rest of my life. We talked about our lives and it made me realize that we were, in fact, both in a better place to have a dad and son relationship again. We have a long way to go, but I feel like I got my dad back today for the first time in a long time. This is a beautiful story overall, and it really touches my heart. Like, I think this is wonderful evidence that you shouldn't be held hostage by your own mistakes that you made as a teenager. Like, I totally understand where this kid was coming from. When he was a 16-year-old, he was troubled by his parents splitting up, and it probably messed with his head. I have friends who have gone through 
through divorces where their parents have split up and it has absolutely devastated them. And you can probably go through some really intense emotions when that happens. So I really feel for the original poster in this situation. It must have been devastating to realize that he had blocked his dad without realizing it. And that although his texts were coming through, he couldn't see the responses that were coming to him. That is heartbreaking. But it is so comforting to know that they were able to work it out. He was able to unblock him and they're able to reconnect. I think sometimes people make mistakes and they act out in certain ways based on the given circumstances. But that doesn't mean you can't turn things around and make it better. And I'm really happy that both of these people were able to do that. My boyfriend is constantly discouraging me from marriage and I don't know what to do. My boyfriend and I have been dating for almost two years now. I love him so much. I only see a future with him. He's the only person I've been with. I've never met his friends since he won't tell his friends about my age. And he says they're quite conservative and would look down upon that. For reference, my boyfriend's 35 and I'm a 20-year-old female. I told him that he could just lie about my age and say I'm older, but he won't. He told me at one point that once I hit my 20s, that he would be able to tell his friends about me, and they wouldn't mind. I have met his siblings, and they seem quite nice. Well, actually, his younger brother dislikes me a lot, and I don't know why, and he's trying to discourage my boyfriend from dating me. I have not met his parents yet. Since he says if I met them, I'd have to get married tomorrow, and his parents don't really know much about me either, but they know how I look, and they know how old I am, and they don't fully approve of me because of my age. He says that if I want, I can meet his parents tomorrow, but what happens after is what I will have to endure, as he won't be able to help me with any repercussions that may come our way. My parents are against us getting married or even being together, but I honestly want nothing more than to settle down with him and marry this man. He loves me a lot and cares for me as well. He says it's not possible for us to get married right now because of how busy I am with school, and he would only feel comfortable once I finish my undergrad. I only have one more year until I complete my undergrad, and then I'll be graduated from college. I'll be 21 by the time I I graduate and I told him how it'll be possible then, but he still just doesn't say anything about it. He used to tell me so much about how he wanted to marry me, how he would call me wifey, but now he barely tells me that he loves me because he's so preoccupied with work and personal stuff. I want a ring. I want to be married and I already work so I won't need him to support my life. He tells me sometimes if he could, he'd get married tomorrow, but due to my age and where I'm at in life, we just simply can't. He also knows that I don't don't date unless it's for marriage. I also don't want to waste my youth with him if it doesn't lead to marriage. So it begs the question, does he even want to marry me or is he just passing time with me? He has said that he'll give me everything that I want eventually, but he hasn't committed and I don't know what to do. What would you do if you were in this situation? So first off, you have been together with this person for two years and you haven't met his friends or family at all? It does not sound like he wants to marry you. It sounds like he probably just wants a young girlfriend. Like this guy is 35 years old and he's fishing around with a 20 year old, someone who is barely outside of their teenage years. It's just a super red flag kind of situation. Like he was 33 years old when he met you and it kind of seems like a grooming situation of a teenage girl. I get that you're in love. I get that you're really excited about this guy and you want to get married, but I really think you need to be careful and reassess if this is a healthy relationship. It honestly seems like he's just kind of stringing you along and that is not good for anybody. And if he's doing that, then he really really will waste your youth. 
and you'll never get what you want. My entitled aunt shames me for being fat and loveless at 17 years of age. I'm 17 years old, and I had a vacation at my mom's hometown weeks ago, and my entitled aunt was there. Fat shaming from relatives is nothing new to anyone in this country, but I wasn't in a good mental space, and I've been struggling with my insecurity regarding my body weight. I'm going to be 18 this year, and everyone expects me to start living healthy, so I started working out and eating little every day, but I don't feel good about it. I'm generally just unhappy. My entitled aunt started teasing me about my weight, constantly reminding me to work out and to eat only a little bit of food every day. It's just a super unhealthy thing to say to a teenager. You see, I don't have a very good relationship with her. We disagree on almost everything, especially on her bigoted political views. Also, she traumatized me by trying to set me up with her then sugar daddy's son. I was 10 and the boy was 13 years old. She's in a non-existent competition with my mom and it's so bad to the point where she forced my cousin to take a college program he's struggling in because I'm going to take a good program. This decades-long competition badly affected us, so she started targeting me ever since I was a kid. The stuff I stated on the title isn't the only thing she did to me. I was posting on Facebook about the candidate I support for the presidential elections, who she really hates for absolutely no reason aside from that candidate not being hers. So she's spreading fake news about my candidate over Facebook. She made fun of me for acting like I know better than most adults, basically trying to smart shame me. And that is a very severe thing in my country, since corrupt people don't like it when someone is smart enough to call them out on their BS. She thinks it's unladylike that I'm being smart and that boys wouldn't like me. Apparently, I'm too fat, I'm too smart, and I wouldn't impress men. My entitled aunt kept repeating and laughing hysterically about my insecurities and my flaws. She said that when she was 17, boys were obsessed with her because she was skinny, pretty, and possessed just the right amount of brains to impress a man. To this, I laughed and told her, is that why you decided to get pregnant at 17? And I hit her right where it hurts. My mom was originally grandpa's favorite, but because she dated a woman in her college years, my aunt became grandpa's favorite. She disappointed him and ruined our grandparents' peaceful lives by sleeping with her boyfriend at that time and getting pregnant. All because she wanted to rub it in my mom's face that she has a boyfriend and that their parents approve of it. Overall, she is just a terrible person and I can't wait to be away from her. Yeah, this aunt sounds like a piece of work, fat shaming a 17 year old and saying that she's too smart for her own good and that that's not going to impress men is just a disgusting thing to say overall. It plays into the stereotype that women have to be dumb and stupid just for men to even look their way. And that's just ridiculous. I think it's fine if she feels like she needs to get healthy and if she wants to lose weight because she feels like she's in a bad place. But to do it simply because people are bullying her or trying to shame her into doing it is not a good reason to do anything. The original poster, in my opinion, just needs to get away from this aunt and find people people in her life that can show love, support, and genuine concern for her situation. My entitled mother decides suddenly that she just simply doesn't have to pay rent. This was about 20 years ago, in late 2000 or early 2001. My mom was one of those people who simply didn't understand that she had to pay for things. She was famous for running up huge phone or power bills, not paying them, and then getting mad at the company when they turned the 
service off. Her reasoning was that they should understand that she needs the phone or power or whatever. To her credit, I guess she did pay her rent, though she wasn't happy about it. Not in the way everyone is unhappy with paying their rent, but like she deeply, deeply resented it. She took it personally. One day, she learned about a legal concept of squatter's rights. That is a thing in California, and it means essentially if you live in an abandoned property and improve it for five years with no owner coming forward, you can claim ownership over it. What she thought this meant was that she could stop paying rent, become a squatter, and that she would have the right to stay where she's at and not have to go anywhere. Needless to say, her landlord completely disagreed. She did eventually give in and start paying her rent again after a couple of months, but needlessly to say she didn't stay in that house much longer. I don't know if this person is just legitimately stupid or what, because if you're going to be renting from someone, you have to pay rent. Like nothing in life is free, something is going to cost money, time, and energy something. There's some exchange there that is to be expected. Like just imagine yourself if you own property and you're trying to rent it out and you have someone like this coming in and deciding, you know what? I'm not going to pay rent. I'm going to squat instead. What a disgusting, unhealthy thing to do. I understand people need to have rights and I understand that those rights are probably there for a reason, but it just looks like it's a really weird opportunity to try and abuse the system and try and get away with having a property that you don't actually own. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search cream of the stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright free music to use for your next stream.